What's good? It's your girl Pete right here on Let's Be Real, keeping it 100. Like what up, bitch nigga don't pull up Her bro, lean pole like damn nigga I cut up Kicks fresh, her dude mad, she all on me like a polo tag I'm in the mall, I'm stunted out 106, I'm on the couch, speak my name, better watch your mouth Fly shit, I'm taking off, niggas broke but they think they rich Niggas know that I'm the shit, free air, that's what it is Strip a bitch and her titties big, fuck nigga with that bitch shit One lick and I got rich, had to feed my young bitch That's just the way the game go, keep the chopper so duck low Bears on me, they hackin' shit, I'm fresh as hell so they on my dick Whoa nigga, better back up, my shooter with me so don't whack up How you callin' for backup, on, on, on the block I get it, get it Had to hustle in my city, shoes on and I spilled my drink Lean the horse so I can't think, run up on me with the 40 bitch Extra bullets cause it got a dick, hold up let me take a break Pushin' weight, count cake, 9 to 5 ain't fit for me More money be friend to me, close your eyes, too much to see It's paper chasing ass, trippin' Let's be real listeners. Um, it's Pete Ellis, you feel me? I'm about to just introduce myself, let y'all know who podcast you're listening to, you feel me? I'm P. Ellis, you feel me? Obviously. Um, twenty-nine years old, just made twenty-nine years old. Um, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, I ain't gonna lie, one of the best but worst cities ever. Uh I want to say it's the best because of the food, um, the music, the culture, the music for sure, the culture, um, but it's bad because of like the negativity, um, the, the hating, the crime, um, it's kind of like a black hole, and I say that because it's like if you if you don't push yourself to do something, push yourself to get out of the city, you you'll be there forever. Like I hundred percent got family members who been there forever from the time they was born to the time they died. Some of them from the time they born, they still living there. Um, but that's like to be expected. People live where they from, obviously. They don't want to move. Um, but I feel like Baton Rouge is a state, uh, a city. I'm sorry. Louisiana is a state that you kind of just have to move out of to get a better view of the world. Like, it's different when you're seeing it on TV versus when you're actually doing it. And I say that to say I lived in California. I moved to California. When I was 13 years old, I had just thir- turned 13 years old. Because um, I was going to the night where I got expelled from Capitol High. I went to Capitol High when it was divided with boys and girls. If you know, you know. The boys had the black and white and the girls had the red and gold. 
I went to Capitol Hot in. I got expelled. That's when Dean Douglas, rest in peace, was the dean, obviously. Um, that's how I, we ever had, because he expelled me. So I, I had a bad taste in my mouth about him, even though he did give me chance after chance after chance. I had been expelled 23 times, um, suspended 23 times. And what caused me to be expelled was, as you know, it's a lot of things. You can go to your hearing and um, you, you could possibly go back to school. But this instance here, I kind of, the teacher put her hands on me. It was a reflex, so I pushed her. So it was like I hit a teacher, so they was not finna bring me back. Boom. I left a couple weeks later towards the end end of May and it's crazy because it was the end of the school year and I was about to get expelled and it's like damn you wait all the way to the end of the school year we got like three and a half four weeks left it was literally the it was like the first week of May and we got like three weeks left for school and you gonna expel me so I had a bad taste in my mouth about that bullshit but it was straight so boom my grandmother my auntie uh, send me a ticket to come to California for the summer. Now, mind you, I didn't think that I was going to stay there. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go there for the summer. I'm going to come right back, you feel me? Start over. Shit, no. I ended up staying down there, up there, stayed up there for 10 years um, till I was almost 23, so like nine and a half years, you feel me? One of the greatest experiences, at first it was hard to adjust to we, I moved straight to San Diego. My auntie in the military, uh, the Navy. So we was living on a military base. Lit as fuck. Like, lit as fuck. Like, I got buku people that was living on a military base right now um, that I still follow on Instagram, follow on social media and everything. Like, real lifelong friends that I learned from, that I got cool with and that was a long-lasting relationship you feel me um my homeboy actually just went to the military joseph um he actually just went to the military to the army um shout out to him he graduated boot camp right before christmas um big dog shit you feel me like that's some big dog shit um, it's buku, buku people. Like, I got some real, um, then we moved to, um, Marietta, to Megula area, because my auntie bought a house, and that was the end of the first year I moved there, so I moved there in May of 2008, and in the, the end of November, um, like November 30th, it was like right after Thanksgiving, um, the end of November, we moved to Marietta, Temecula area, specifically Marietta. Um, started going to school at Vista Marietta High School. You feel me? I met lifelong friends there as well, like so many, so many. My homeboy Marquise. Um, it's just so many people. I can't really even fucking sit here and name them all. Like, um, just a lot of people. Frida, shout out Free Free. Um, 
Tatiana, shout out Tati. Um, everybody got kids now. That's crazy. Um, like everybody I just named literally got kids. Um, who else? Oh man, there's so many people. One of my homeboys. Um, he used to rap. My homeboy Dre Weezy. Um, I don't really talk to him now. Like I don't follow him on social media or whatever thing. I'm just saying like that's just some people that uh my homegirl Chaz. My homeboy uh Ramil, he do music, red vision beats. Um I had a homeboy Kamal, Richard, uh Nick Taylor, like that dude, the dopest nigga in the area that was around, you feel me? Nigga wanted to be just like him, he was jerking and shit and the different color skinny jeans. Y'all know, y'all know. If you know, you know. Um anyway. Grew up from there, you feel me? Probably mm, about my senior year. I, I want to say the end of my junior year, the beginning of my senior year. Um, I had ended up going to like an alternative school called Creekside, where I actually was doing like um working at my own pace to get my high school diploma had and like I was like literally almost done um and the beginning of my senior year they told me that they didn't have any of my ninth grade credits from when I went to Capitol and I want to say it's just because when they expelled me I just up and I just left and went to California but then when I even when they tried to get in contact with them when I tried to get in contact with them they'll be like oh we don't have any record and all these whooped around. So that means I would have been having to stay in high school, possibly get out of high school when I was probably like 21 years old. I don't know about y'all. I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. I'm not walking across no stage and I'm 21 years old. What the fuck I look like? Fuck out of here. Especially not no high school stage. Boom, dropped out of school. Um, went and thugged in San Diego for a little while, probably like four or five months, because when as soon as I turned 18, I just dropped out of school. And um, then I ended up going to Job Corps in Imperial Beach, um, beautiful area. It's in San Diego. Um, did that next to the San, real close to the San, um, San Jacinto Tijuana border. That's Mexico, in case y'all ain't know. You feel me? Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, so I did that for a little while. Then I went to Job Corps. I did that for seven months. Um, I finished that in like March. Once I went, um, I finished it like, yeah, like six, seven months later. I had got my GED. I got a trade for floor covering, my OSHA, um, a couple different other certifications. Um, first day got my driver's license um by this time I'm 19 years old boom went back um fast forward I went back to Marietta in like 2014 after moving out of the city you feel me um went back to Marietta I did uh some volunteering twin like 2013 because I did some volunteering at the um probation office then I went to the East Coast. Boom, I did some volunteering in the East Coast. I'm talking about, this was the dopest experience ever. Like, the dopest, dopest ever.
say it was the dopest experience ever because I saw like stuff that I had really never seen before from Maryland all the way up to Maine I actually did like work like pulling up fences in snow that was like to my knees like digging a hole pulling up the snow build actual houses with my hands um we we was building houses like laying a foundation um we actually um put up the 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 sheetrock um we actually did insulation for a church roof that was the itchiest shit stickiest shit like i never do that shit again um I actually pulled up flooring and put down flooring, painted walls, you know, shit like that. Worked at a boys and girls, uh, like a little camp. Um, just, you know, just working with them, like doing activities, uh, stuff like It was too cold to do anything like swimming and stuff like that because when I was there, it was February. Um, as you know, Maine gets snow all the way to like, depending on the year I guess uh all the way up to like mid-April because we was there in like late March mid all the way to like mid-April and the snow was coming down continuously we uh we hiked through different trails and stuff because the places that we stayed at was always in like some like real nice cabins and stuff like that you know what I'm saying not always had heat but you know that was cool. It was still a cool ass experience, you feel me? And the reason why I say it was the dopest experience ever, because I saw like stuff that I had really never seen before. From Maryland all the way up to Maine. I actually did, like, work, like, pulling up fences in snow that was, like, to my knees, like, digging a hole, pulling up the snow, build actual houses with my hands. Um, we, we was building houses, like, laying a foundation. Um, we actually um, put up the, the, the sheetrock. Um, we actually did insulation for a church roof. That was the itchiest shit, stickiest shit. Like, I'll never do that shit again. Um, I actually pulled up flooring and put down flooring, painted walls, you know, shit like that. Worked at a boys and girls, uh, like a little camp. Um, just, you know, just working with them, like, doing activities, uh, stuff like It was too cold to do anything, like, swimming and stuff like that because when I was there, it was February, um... As you know, Maine gets snow all the way to, like, depending on the year, I guess, uh, all the way up to, like, mid-April. Because we was there in, like, late March, mid, all the way to, like, mid-April. And the snow was coming down continuously. We, uh, we hiked through different trails and stuff because the places that we stayed at was always in, like, some, like, real nice cabins and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Not always had heat, but you know, that was cool. It was still a cool ass experience, you feel me?
<clears throat> when I speak on the violence in Louisiana, like, it's the same violence that's in California, like, to be honest. Um, I recently just lost one of my homeboys, Desmond, um, to some violence. Um, probably with some fuck niggas because he really couldn't be fucked with. Um, one of my other homeboys, one of my real, real close homeboys, Yuri, um, he got shot. Um, shake back to my dog. Um, the violence, yeah, the violence is just everywhere. The violence pick up everywhere because everybody think. They got something to prove. Don't nobody fight no more. So that's just, that's more of a worldwide thing than just a Louisiana thing, too. All this money chasing, but his jeans still hate Concentration was affected by the wrong crowd Loud females and the niggas smoking loud Slow down, little nigga, you moving at the wrong rate Now he thugged out, tool on his waist Mama praying for a better day up in my neighborhood Now we out there on the corner, selling good Nigga roll up, ask him can he get a sale He walked him to the whip Proceeded to the deal, nigga got the reach. He thinking it's finna get real. He looked at his homie, that nigga said chill. He said nah, and got the reaching for his ride. His hand shaking, and he praying to the Lord. He shot four times, and now that nigga slumped over. But he did catch little one in the chest and the shoulder. Thoughts going through his head, it's finna be over. He felt his body getting numb, and feelings even colder. Wonder will he see his seed get any older? Ambulance can. And they made it just in time Now he in recovery Woke up thinking it's a lie That nigga didn't die His mama by his side He telling him not to cry He was out in four days His mama thought Maybe my nigga had changed But he couldn't So he back to his old ways Selling dope on the corner Like the old days <laughs> Damn The moral of the story is Nigga Find another way to hustle Losing all my niggas. Damn, free all my niggas. And see, <clears throat> when I speak on the violence in Louisiana, like, it's the same violence that's in California, like, to be honest. Um, I recently just lost one of my homeboys, Desmond, um, to some violence. Um, probably with some fuck niggas because he really couldn't be fucked with. Um, one of my other homeboys, one of my real, real close homeboys, Yuri, um, he got shot, um, shake back to my dog, um, the violence, yeah, the violence is just everywhere, the violence pick up everywhere, cause everybody think they got something to prove, don't nobody fight no more, so, that's just, that's more of a worldwide thing than just a Louisiana thing, too. feel about things. Let's speak on the legalization of marijuana. 
I feel in Louisiana specifically. So many people are locked up in jail behind marijuana charges. Small, like, small amounts of marijuana. California used to be one of those states, obviously. Um, They legalized it, and now you're seeing a rash decrease in a rash decrease in the amount of people who locked up for drug charges, unless it's like big drug charges, of course. But it's not petty shit. And then, for instance, Baton Rouge wonder why so many people or why the why the parish prison is overpopulated, why the jails are overpopulated. Well, if you wouldn't have so many people in jail for petty ass charges, it wouldn't be overpopulated. Let's be real. Come on, man. Let's be real. Same thing go for the juvenile facility. This was the stupidest decision that Louisiana could have ever made. They made one juvenile facility. One juvenile, new new juvenile facility. I think they built, they built the new one like in Bridge City, in Bro Bridge somewhere, uh, a new facility. And it only had like 120 beds or like 80. Max was 120. But... They went and changed the law that 17-year-olds no longer would be charged as adults. Unless, obviously, they did something, like, totally bad. And then, like, killing or in the midst of a robbery, it was a killing or something like that. Felony charges that they would go to Paris prison. But when they changed that law, that 17-year-olds would no longer be children as adults and they would be going to juvenile facilities, one juvenile facility was not going to be enough. That don't make no sense. Now you got, you got to think about it. How many 17-year-olds you got in Paris prison right now that's going to appeal the charges that they have that could get thrown out and then they be charged as a juvenile and then they possibly have to go now you have more caseloads in the juvenile court, and you got more juveniles going to be in the detention center, in the beds. And I say this because I just read a couple of weeks ago that um, a child committed a crime in Louisiana, obviously, and all the juvenile facilities was full, so they had to send them to the closest one, which was in Alabama. There's no way in hell. Y'all just built a new facility, and all the facilities in Louisiana is full, and you got to send a child all the way to Alabama. Before y'all changed that law, before y'all honored that law, y'all should have had multiple facilities in place or additions added to facilities or something. Like, we being real. That's stupid as hell. It makes no sense. Nobody wants to be a cop in Louisiana. And shout out to Ray Ray because she did, like, I had this thought. Like, the sheriff, like, I was going to be a sheriff. And then I'm like, no, because, like, it's the mentality and stuff. It's, it's the way it's perceived, especially now. It's 2022. It's perceived that cops don't give a fuck about the community. They don't give a fuck about you. They just... 
want to do their job, they racist, like all this kind of stuff. That's not the case, but that's how it's perceived. And I don't want to be in a profession where I'm perceived as the bad guy when I'm just here to protect you. And that's how it's perceived because of the actions of several, several fucking cops. And it's several cops that's got away with it. So now they looking to penalize the cops that have done wrongdoing, which I appreciate it, but that's not going to make me go into that profession. Shout out to Ray Ray, like I said, because she went into that profession and don't care. And that strong-minded, strong-willed, it's just like, for me, it's a real timid situation because it's just like, damn, there's, I could have did that, but I'd rather a job where it's not like, I don't know if I'm going to get my head blown off as soon as I walk out the door type shit. Like, it's just wild to me. Like, not specifically in Louisiana, because I know a lot of cool-ass cops in Louisiana, like, off the flap, like, buku. That's not the point. It's around the world. It's around the world. Like, how that guy targeted cops at Louisiana, in Louisiana at the business, and he just, after the big-ass uproar, that's the type of things, like, innocent lives was taken. Like, them people ain't do shit to nobody. But it's like, when people see the police, they see everybody, all the police is the same. Fucking stupid, ignorant, and don't make no sense. But that's how it's perceived. But hey, like I said, then I was gonna, I was gonna be juvenile probation officer, but the way the, co- the fucking criminal justice system is aligned now, and it's so corrupt, I'm not finna put myself in that situation to try to do my absolute best when above me is not doing their absolute best. So it's really gonna be like pulling fucking teeth and I'm no dentist. So fuck that. Alright, alright. So today we reached the end of this episode on Let's Be Real podcast with Pete Ellis. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at underscore let's be real with three L's. Like, share, comment, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And make sure y'all listen to the next episode and next week. Peace!